This is Sustainable-ish with me, Jen Gale, and it is great to have you here. Listen in each week and I hope I can brighten up your day and leave you feeling inspired and excited about the magnificent human being that you are and the power that you have to create a better world. You won't find any expectations of eco-warrior perfection here. There's no obligatory tree hugging. You won't be judged if you drive a car, wear leather shoes or eat the odd pack of Haribo every now and then. I'll be sharing my own gems of wisdom for sustainable-ish living and I also relentlessly scour the internet for people doing amazing things to tackle the big environmental issues that we're facing and I hound them until they agree to come on and inspire us all with their fabulousness and the positive change that they're making. So sit back, listen in and get ready to change the world one baby step at a time. Welcome to episode 38 of the Sustainable-ish podcast. Today I am talking to wormologist Anna Della Vega from The Urban Worm and I have never met anyone quite so excited and passionate about worms. Perhaps with the exception of maybe four-year-old boys. What Anna doesn't know about worms isn't worth knowing. Now, I know you may be wondering why on earth do I need to know anything about worms, but did you know we only have around 30 to 40 years of fertile soil left in the UK? And globally, optimistic estimates are putting it at around 60 years. The problem is that modern agricultural practices take out more from the soil than they put back in, which leaves it depleted of the nutrients and the goodness that plants need to grow. And given that 98% of our food comes from the soil, this is something that perhaps should be causing a bit more of a stir than it currently is. The answer, though, according to Anna, is simple and, yes, you've guessed it, it's worms. Worm farming is a double whammy. It's a brilliant way to deal with our food waste, which, if we send to landfill, releases methane and nitrous oxide, both of which are really potent greenhouse gases. And it creates amazing quality compost, which contains all of the essential nutrients that plants need to grow and is super concentrated, meaning you need much less of it. In lots of countries, worm farming is being done on an industrial scale. But here in the UK, as with many things, (laughs) we're lagging behind a little, no doubt maybe distracted by a certain B word. But worm farming is something that we can all also do on a household scale, even if we don't have a garden. We can use our little worm pets to munch away on our food waste. So a worm farm is actually a really ideal solution to food waste if you don't have a council food waste collection where you live and if you don't have a garden for a compost bin. Food waste is a massive issue when it comes to the climate crisis. Indeed, If food waste were a country, it would be the third biggest emitter of greenhouse gases after the USA and China. So it's something we should all be working on. And obviously we should all be looking to minimise our food waste by meal planning, by having a healthy disregard for best before dates, by dishing up sensible portions. But there will always be a certain amount of unavoidable food waste, no matter how anal or diligent we are about our food waste. Things like banana skins, eggshells, tea bags, all those kinds of things. So in this episode, I'm chatting all things worms. Anna gives us the rundown on setting up our own wormeries, on what to do and what not to do, and how to keep our worms happy. I am super inspired to set up my own now, and I really hope that after listening that you will be too. I'll be collating all of Anna's advice and tips into an accompanying blog post, which I'll pop a link to in the show notes. And you can find the show notes at www. <laughs> only three W's. <laughs> www.asustainablelife forward slash podcast. And just before I disappear, I'd leave you to be wowed by Anna and her worms. That sounds like a pop group, doesn't it? If you're enjoying the Sustainable-ish podcast, please do pop over to iTunes or whoever your favourite podcast provider is and leave a rating and or a review so that we can spread the Sustainable-ish word. Worms and peace. I've totally just stolen that from Anna. Enjoy. Well, um, my name is Anna De La Vega and I am the founder and co-director of the Urban Worm Community Interest Company, which exists to promote 
worm farming as a sustainable solution for organic waste. On Instagram, your uh-huh. handle on Instagram is wormologist. And I just yeah. think that's amazing. It makes you sound like Thank some kind you. of magician. Is that a word you've made up or is it a technical? Yes, it's a it's a made up word from my own business. I can I can create anything I want. Yeah. So yeah, it's a made up word and I'm just a worm fanatic. I'm obsessed. So I guess that's what you would call a wormologist. I've read every book on worm farming and earthworms. So I've been able to get my hand on. Yeah. Where did this obsession come from? How do you, how do you get started being a wormologist? Um, I guess it started, um, I studied human security and environmental change, but I specialised in food security and Mm -hmm. urban agriculture. So really um, got quite a big understanding of um, the soil uh, situation, the crisis that we're in, um, reliance on synthetic fertilisers and the impact that food waste is having on the environment. So, and I, from doing research, I discovered that a lot of um, a lot of countries, developing countries, are using vermicomposting, otherwise known as worm farming, um, to overcome these challenges. So, oh, okay. it's just through through re- um, through research, really. Like, for example, in, in Cuba, um, with the breakdown of the Soviet Union in the early nineties, the they lost eighty percent of their imports and exports overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and the average Cuban lost 20 pounds and they were using um, a lot of synthetic fertilizers or well, twice the amount of um, fertilizers America were using per hectare. And they were producing a lot of sugar. Right. They were getting like five times the market price. And obviously when that all shut down, they had no access to fertilizer, no access to oil. Um, and worm farming was really key in helping them get through this. this um, well, it's called, the, they call it the special period in, in peacetime. So, um, yeah, it builds res- resilience. It's how they got through that period. And now they're, they're quite famous now for being um, an, organic, an organic country. Wow. So for those who are maybe vaguely aware of, you mentioned the soil crisis and mm-hmm. what, what is going on with our soil? Well, we'll, well it's, we've forgotten about the law of return. So because of synthetic fertilizers and pesticides, um, fortunately, we don't have any organic material and we're taking more from the, the soil than we're putting back. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the, um, we've got in the UK 30 to 40 years of, of fertile soil left. Globally, say 60, I think that's quite um, optimistic. Um, but it's a crisis, everything, everything we eat, 98% of food comes from the soil. So I think it's been, um, not much attention has been given to the soil, but it really needs to start now. And obviously we all need to eat, and we can yeah. produce our own soil, high-quality soil, as worm poo um in our own homes you don't need a garden um you just need a little worm farm so when you're saying 40 years of fertile soil left yep essentially what's happening is that we're when we're when we when farmers mm-hmm. are planting crops it's taking mm-hmm. the nutrients and the fertility yep. out of the soil and we're not and we're not putting, putting back it in. back in intensive okay. farming so this is um this is a, it's a solution it's being adopted globally and america are very big on worm farming um, India, Mexico, Australia, everyone. But the UK are, are quite behind um, industrialising this process. So we're going to talk about worm farming on a, on a very small scale, on a home yes. scale. But how does yes. it work on, a, on an industrial scale then? On an industrial scale? Well, for example, there's a worm farm in upstate New York, in, in Rochester, called Worm Power. And they've partnered with uh, a dairy farm that's just down the road and they're using the cattle manure mm-hmm. to uh to feed the worms so they're producing very high quality fertilizer um for high value crops generally say sell for um uh, the vineyards for vineyards and tomatoes oh okay so the yes cow poo feeds the worms and yep. the worm poo is then used to compost yes. the, to add to nutrients back fertilizer into the soil. yes so how it's come very, you very concentrated. Worm poo is the most concentrated organic fertilizer available to us. You only need a very small amount per plant, so it right. releases the nutrients. So you really just need a handful. Uh, so why per is it plant. better to use the worm poo than the, just put the cow poo straight on the soil? So the when it pro, when it's when it's processed through the worm, they clean it of all the all the pathogens, mm-hmm. toxins. And they, the end result is very, very concentrated. Okay. Full of potassium. Like worms have calciferous glands, so they produce uh, calcium, and plants need calcium to absorb yep. nitrogen. And also, with hot compost, a lot of um, nutrients are gathered. 
gassed off. Like nitrogen is gassed off at 55 degrees. But worm farming is a, is a cool um, composting process. We call it a mesophilic. Um, so it retains all the nutrients that don't get gassed off. Oh, okay. So, that, so it's much more nitrogen rich than yes. a traditional compost might be. And everything, nitrogen, potassium, calcium, magnesium. Plants need 14 essential nutrients mm-hmm. to thrive and worm manure contains all of those. Wow. And is there any pesticide benefit as well of using? Yes, it, it's um, na- a natural insecticide because worm poo contains chitinase, mm-hmm. which uh, corrodes the the, the bodies of harmful um, insects, okay. the plants. So they just, or they just, they just stay away from. They stay away from the plants. Also full of um, beneficial microorganisms and growth yeah. hormones, um, just to help plants flourish. If you start your plant off in some worm poo, it's going to be very healthy. <laughs> and obviously, uh, for for nutritional value in the food, the problem is we don't have any um, nutrition in the soil. Yeah. So then, therefore, we're not having as much nutrition in our food. Okay. Um, so we need to have, for healthy people, we need healthy plants. Yeah. And have there been any studies or any stats around, say, if you were going to use, just for ease of numbers, a kilo of traditional yep. fertilizer, what volume of yep. worm poo would you need to get the same effect? For a, well, for a kilo, I don't you know. We're talking about like miracle grow or synthetic mm. fertilizer. I haven't, um, I don't know, but you okay. don't need, you don't need a lot. For example, in, in farming, you need, um, a ton of worm manure per acre. Okay. So, and usually you'd probably have to put about 28 tons of, of manure, of wow. like cow manure. You don't need, you don't need that much. Yeah. So you just need a very, a very small amount. And also you can brew uh, liquid fertilizer. So you've got the, the, the compost, the worm manure, yeah. but you can brew your own um, tea, a liquid fertilizer. So you've got I'm both. Totally at risk of getting carried away with talking about industrial <laughs> but um, yeah it sounds like the worms are almost like little magicians aren't they doing these turning yes Yes. you talked about food waste right at the very beginning as well and and where they can be really useful in our homes as well absolutely Absolutely. are they used also um, industrially or in in australia they're using it on a on a very large scale to use um, municipal waste human waste um, I mean, Oxfam are now using tiger worm toilets for refugee camps. Wow. Um, so really all all organic waste from dog poo to um, paper pulp that's been used in the paper pulp industry. Um, it can be used. It's all, all, all organic waste. If it's been alive or passed through something that's been alive, it's fit for a worm. They'll, they'll be happy with that. <laughs> I love it. So we've kind of got a bit of a handle on why worms are so important and yes. why we need them. Mm-hmm. And I guess on a at home, we were talking about what we can do on a big industrial scale, and that all yeah. sounds wonderful, but it feels like there's not a lot I can do to influence industrial yes. worm farming, but I can yes. be worm farming at, at home quite easily. Yes. Sounds a bit. Um, so do we need special worms or can we dig some any old worms up so they are so not they're not they are earthworms but they're not deep burrowing earthworms that you'd find in your garden they're um, epigeics so they live on the surface Mm -hmm. you'll find them in your compost bin they're red um, and they thrive in fresh organic waste so we'd we'd never put a garden worm in your worm farm it will not be happy oh okay just use and the species that we typically use in the uk is uh, is a tiger worm um asenia fetida Okay, so, so if um, we've already got an existing compost heap with yes. some of these red worms in, can we put some of them yes. in a wormery? Absolutely, okay. absolutely, yes. Brilliant. So, what can we use worms farm, worms farm, worm farms for at home? What sort of things can we put in them? So your, your kitchen waste. Um, they don't worms don't like to um, live in an acidic environment, mm-hmm. so not too much citrus. Yeah. Um, not oily food. I mean, what's great about worm farming is you can use cooked food. You can't typically put in your normal hot composting because oh, okay. it a- attracts rats. Yeah. But worms will eat um, bread in small in small amounts. You don't want to o- overdo it. But they'll pretty much eat everything from your kitchen apart from um, oily food. Don't put oily like your like leftover curry in there because oh, okay. worms, worms breathe through their skin. So it can, su- it can suffer. Yeah, and it's quite well. It's um, uh, the oil will, will will suffocate them. Oh. Okay. So, um, yeah, we keep all your foods out, but you just need to chop the food up very, very, very small because worms only have very small mouths. Well, it's actually a muscle. They actually have a mouth. 
Um, so small, small, small little pieces. And actually it helps. When you say with, small, is that like centimetre cubed or smaller than that? Yeah, about yeah, centimetre, an inch, something okay. like that. You don't want to stick a whole, um, a whole carrot. carrot in there. Yeah. That's not going to go anywhere. Um, but okay. actually worms feed off the microorganisms so the more um, uh, the, the microorganisms that break down the food, so the more surface area that you can create, uh, the more microorganisms ah, are going to be attracted. So it's a bit like ants in that they don't eat the food itself; they eat the microorganisms. Yes, they break the it down. Oh, I didn't know that. There you go. Yes. Every day's a school day. <laughs> it is. Learn something new every day. So, what's the easiest, cheapest way for a beginner to get started? Well, basically, all you need is two plastic buckets and a drill mm-hmm. uh, worms need moisture they need uh, darkness and they need air mm-hmm. so if you're on my my um, on my website i've got a guide a simple guide how to make a worm farm out of yeah. two buckets um but you can start with if you've got two two 10 liter buckets or get you started mm-hmm. um on a small scale but obviously worms can double their population every 60 days wow so you will don't you, won't, you don't need to buy any you don't need to buy any new ones yeah. just keep reproducing because they're hermaphrodites so they're male and yeah. female but they both need to, but they need to mate with another worm to reproduce oh, okay. yeah but both worms lay a cocoon so they can um populate very mm. very quickly but they won't overpopulate um it depends how much food you can't have too many worms if you want to um start growing more worms you'll have to to, to separate them and start adding more waste oh, okay so they'll sort of self-regulate their population yes. depending yes. on how much food yes how much food they have yes absolutely they're very smart <laughs> <laughs> um and you've got some on your website you can yes. buy kits on your website can't you yes yes I recycle indoors yes. on shelves and things so do, yes. you, do you keep them indoors yes well I live in a in a flat and have an apartment um and we compost all of our the, 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 the two of us and we compost all of our waste using four of these 10 litre okay yeah so it doesn't this is what's great about worm farming it doesn't smell it's an odorless process if it does smell it started to go anaerobic which means it's without air okay um, so it's gone bad um, right. but it, sh- it shouldn't it shouldn't smell oh it's yeah, great we, worms sorry go on we we had a worm like years ago before we had the kids we were in a um wasn't an apartment but we didn't have a massive garden and we thought uh-huh. we could have a go at a worm farm but it was a bit stinky and I mm-hmm. think we killed them and I felt yep. guilty. It happens I've killed a few worms in my time <laughs> but so what's what? great about um, having them indoors is because they, they really thrive when they're 10 to 30 degrees right so if you can keep somewhere that's constant a, a con- constant temperature they, um, they'll be more productive obviously in the winter if they're outside they're just going to they'll slow down a bit we all slow down in the winter yes but, um, if you can keep them at a um, a warmer temperature they're going to produce more worm poo for you and more babies and is it better to have you said you've got four 10 litre ones is it better to yes. have more smaller ones than one big one then um well it depends really I've just got lots of um I've got lots of shelving space so I thought I'd make it look nice with, fill it up with worms few, I feel with fill it up with worms <laughs> um but it doesn't you know it doesn't well, whatever's easier for what, what space people have got really yeah anything goes and so you've got four 10-litre ones, so that's 40 mm-hmm. litres for a two-person household. Yes, yes. For a four-person sort of average household, let's just say that's an average household. Yeah. Um, what size bin would you need? Well, I, um, I, 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 I sell DIY kits so people can convert their bins. I used to make them, but I don't. I had a um, contact for some second-hand wheelie bins, but I don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so ideally, 100 and, 140 litres, 120 litres, 140 litres will be sufficient for um, a, a family of, of four. And is that a standard size wheelie bin? That's a, a slimmer That's a okay. slimmer one. So a standard size is 240 litres. Right. Um, and then there's 120, 140 litres. Okay. And as you said, you've got kits, haven't you, on your yes. website where people can, if they have the bin, you can yep. slide them with the bits to convert it. And I recycle um, old for sale signs. Yes, I saw that. I love that. Yeah. So yeah. keeping more waste out of out of uh, the waste stream. So where do we do you sell worms, or where can we get the special worms from? So I just sell. I've, I'm, I'm have a, um, we're upscaling the operation, but I only have a small quantity. So I sell the worms with the DIY kits. But I suggest people go to York, Yorkshire Worms. Okay, Stuart at Yorkshire Worms. 
um, if you want to buy, a, if you want to start off with a kilo. So I think a kilo is about £28 now for a kilo. Mm-hmm. And that's about a 1,000 earthworms. And what size bin would they be enough for? Uh, a, a 120 litre. Oh, okay, perfect. So you want so a kilo. For a big, yeah, for a, big, for, a, for a bigger system, that's yeah. what I, um, I suggest. Okay, perfect. And your, your worms, you've got your worm bin, you've got your worms, and then uh-huh. what, what, do you just tip them in or do they need so a little to, bit of... So you're starting off um, bedding, so you can use shredded paper, which mm-hmm. most people have got, it can be hand shredded, and um, that's a good start to bedding, obviously they will eat that as well. Okay, um, and that's uh, just shredded paper like out of your shredder from... Yes, yep. so as long as it's, um, it's got to be damp, because wor- oh, okay. worms, um, they need a moist environment. So as long as it's damp um, and fluffed up, because you don't want to compact, they don't want to suffocate them. So okay, um, so you can use shredded paper, um, horse manure. If anyone's got access to horse manure, yeah, um, coconut core, right? Um, uh, regular compost is a good starter bedding. Uh huh. So yeah, if you can get your hand on some hands on some manure, that's a good starter bedding. So it's, it's bedding for them, and also they will obviously eat it. Eventually. And how thick does that need to be? You just need to start off, you just really need 10, 10 centimetres to okay. get you started. And then you just sort of, I was going to say chuck the worms on top, gently place your lovely worms gently on top. Gently place of your... the worms and then as you, um, and when you feed them to, to stop fruit flies, which is, always, yeah. it, I mean, it just comes part, part and parcel with composting. Um, if, you, if you bury the food underneath the bedding, it tricks the, the fruit flies and they don't know it's there. Oh, okay. So, so that's a top tip. And do you feed them every day? No, you don't have to feed them every day. It's better to feed like little and often rather mm-hmm. than keep a big bucket and then do it every couple of weeks. Right. So I put a little bit in and ideally it's if it's been broken down as well, if it starts to, to decompose, mm-hmm. um, that's better. I mean, some people put um, their worm food in the freezer. Oh, okay. Um, and then as it, as it starts to thaw, um, it's just, it's great. The worms love it. Mm. It just seems like, um, yeah, extra effort and space yes. in the freezer to do that. But it, <laughs> people do do that. So you, you put a, a, a small layer of your food waste or whatever down and then yep. just cover that with another thin layer of shredded yep, or just or Yep, that's it. And also corrugated cardboard. They love corrugated cardboard. Um, yes, I saw that on your yes. latest Instagram post. And some, so I guess things like um, pizza boxes, because you're not supposed yes. to recycle them if they've got the grease exactly. and stuff on them, are you? So that's exactly. Perfect. So if you, um, uh, also you can use cardboard to absorb the excess moisture because food waste can be quite wet. Yeah. Um, but you can, if you stick some cardboard or some egg cartons, toilet rolls, all yeah. that can go in. Oh, perfect. Okay. So you said that we shouldn't feed, you said too much citrus and... Yes. Uh, did I read onions are bad? Onions, well, yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't usually throw whole onions away. Usually yeah. It's okay to put like the skins in. Right. But um, just not a lot of, we shouldn't be wasting food anyway, sure. obviously. Um, but just no, no acidic foods, really. So lemon, lemon um, and oranges and things need to go somewhere yes. else. Yes. Yeah, well, okay. you can use them for cleaning, can't you? Stick yeah. them with some bicarb and clean the oven with it. Perfect. Um, any other no-nos? Um, no, no. Well, um, they do, they do. Yeah, I, t- I tell people to keep meat out. Okay. Um, because it can attract flies, but they do eat meat. Obviously, they will eat us one day. Whatever's okay. been alive, yeah. they will they will eat. But it's just for the sake of um, attracting flies. Yeah, I tell okay. people to keep to keep meat out, but it can be it can be done. Well, when I was in um, the Philippines on a research trip um, in March, there was um, uh, a butcher that used worm composting. To I didn't see this, but I heard I heard about it through a consultant. They're using worms to deal with the animal waste in the butcher. So oh, okay. it sounds, yeah, a bit oh, gross, but yeah. um, uh, it can be done. Okay. Yeah, no, I bet there's just like flies everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is literally no limits to worm farming. I love it. Once we've got our worms and we've got our worm farm sort of set mm-hmm. up and going, how quickly should we expect to see compost so you can get you you'll get your liquid fertilizer we call it worm wee, but it's mm-hmm. actually just a mysterious fluid it's actually leachate um you can be getting that in a couple of months okay um so you dilute that one to ten because that's also very concentrated 
So you um, shouldn't ever just pour that neat on. No, no, no. It'll scorch okay. them. Uh, okay. It's full of nutrients. Um, but with worm compost, obviously it depends how many worms you have and how much food you're, you're feeding it. But you'll be able to get some worm poo in a, in a couple of months. So I'd say three to four months, you'll be able to harvest a little bit for your garden. And then you just, do you sprinkle that around or do you dig it in? You can, um, you can mix it with, because it's also you only need a very small amount. You either mix it like one to ten with regular compost. Yeah. Um, or if you're potting on, just put a handful in the garden and then put your plant in. Okay. Um, so you don't, you, don't, you don't need a lot. Mm. Now, when we had our worm farm, as I said, I think we were probably doing lots of things wrong. The worm we really stank. Yeah. Did it smell? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it should. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does. It does smell, but you know, if your worm farm's gone bad, um, the the worm we will be bad as well. So just keep an eye, keep, keep an eye on that. If it's become anaerobic, it can have some bad bacteria. Right. Um, I mean, some people say you shouldn't you shouldn't really use it at all because um, it is just a mysterious fluid. Right. Um, but I use it on my house plants and garden plants and I've never had um, any trouble, but it can. It's just, a, it's just something to be aware of, just to be, um, just to be safe. If it smells a bit bad, don't use it. So, sh- sorry, did you say it should sm- it does smell a bit bad anyway, or it only smells it does bad? Sm- it, I mean, it's, um, it, d- it doesn't smell great, but <laughs> if it, <laughs> anyway, but if it, if it does um, smell, that smells quite putrid. Right. Um, I've, I'd get rid of it. Okay. And if it, if it is smelling, you know, really rotten and you think your worms aren't very happy, what can you yep. do? Because we were getting a lot of liquid off. Yeah. Sometimes we were getting like dead worms coming get, down the tap. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you need to check the moisture, check it's not too wet. Um, you don't want to drown them. And mm-hmm. if, it's, if it, if it feels, looks a bit wet, you can obviously add um, carbon, which a carbon source, paper, shredded yep. paper. Um, obviously it's too dry make sure you you can give it a spritz um, right. just to, and make sure you don't overfeed okay small small so you don't want to overwhelm them um and sometimes if there's food in there and it's good to put um if you put food in one corner one little area instead yeah. of putting it all over it oh, means okay. if they don't if they don't like it they can hang out somewhere else right but they yeah. do love melon oh, really? tip, they love melon um and, and, and skins as well you can put the skin in presumably yeah and the skin um they love um avocado um okay. skins because they like to squirm together well a group of worms is called a squirm <laughs> and they just like to they like to be together so you'll find them copulating in <laughs> in an avocado skin <laughs> also um whole eggshells i was going like to ask about eggshells yeah yeah i mean they don't obviously if you compost your is they never it takes a long time for them mm. to disappear they keep going round and round in the compost but if you um put them in the oven your eggshells mm-hmm. and then grind them and use that as a as a source of grit because worms don't have teeth so it helps them break down oh, the waste okay. aids, yeah. aids aids digestion or if you don't um if you don't eat eggs you can use some um, sand mm-hmm. as well and add that every couple of weeks just to help them pass the food oh brilliant so when you say don't overfeed them, how would you know if you were overfeeding them? Uh, if they're not touching it, if it's not going down, right? Um, if it's starting to smell, uh huh. Um, so just it's good to keep an eye on it. Small, sm- small amounts, yeah, is better. And should it be because we had one, and I think it had air holes in the top. Yeah, I think that let the rain in. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So if you're keeping it outside, um, mm. don't you don't want air holes on the top because okay. obviously drowns the worms um if you put your air holes around the side mm-hmm. um that's stops that happening but also when it rains worms don't like um vibrations so sometimes oh, your okay. worms can end up you find your worms or in the compost bin worms are around the lid mm-hmm. it's um it's the rain they don't like it so oh. they don't know what's going on it's the vibrations oh, so you. that's <laughs> very sensitive um and you said if it goes anaerobic as well that's a problem yeah. That's yes, a lack of air, is it? Yes, that's the lack of air. So you need to fluff it up, up, up make sure that there's um, air circulating. Okay, and it, and would you need to maybe make some extra air holes or anything? Or um, well, make sure that it hasn't become too compact in the wormery as well, because that mm-hmm. can happen if you're putting too too much food. And just right. to make sure you've got plenty of um, of air. Yeah. Um, and then when you take the I saw a picture on your website of mm-hmm. um, when you've taken the compost out or the worm poo yep. out. 
obviously you, you'll have some worms in with that, would you? Yes. So, so how do you I mean, separate the worms um, from the... So worms, obviously, they don't like light. So mm-hmm. what you do, you make little, make little mounds. Mm-hmm. And then just it's quite laborious and you have to wait for the worms obviously to go into the middle and then you have to tap off the worm manure right? and then wait until they keep going. And then at the end, you'll have a ball of worms and your your harvested worm manure to put on your garden. So is there a less laborious way to do that? <laughs> well, <laughs> or there's, um, there's a few ways you can um, lay it. If you've got a plastic sheet, lay it out flat. Yeah. Um, and then evenly, lay it evenly. And then if you put in the middle um, a piece of damp cardboard or a, a damp cloth, if yeah. you leave it for a week, the worms will naturally migrate underneath. Oh, okay. as, as the worm castings dry out, they'll um, move into the middle. Okay. So yeah, it takes a bit longer. Um, but I mean, some, some systems, so with my um, worm farms, the worms move up. So you'll harvest from the bottom because yeah. worms will move to where the food is. And like stacking, if you've seen the um, the stacking trays, the can of worms, mm-hmm. um, they the worms will move move up, so you can then replace the the um, the trays. So theoretically, you shouldn't have many worms in the compost when you take it in out. the compost. No, um, but obviously, if you're making your own wormery on a on a cheap, yeah, low budget um, way, this is this is how to do it. Unfortunately, okay. you do have to harvest it, or obviously, you can buy a stacking system. But um, if you're doing it home on a budget, mm-hmm. this is how you have to do it. Okay, cool. Yeah, there's always a compromise somewhere, isn't there? It's yes, like, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. What have you got? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, you've probably already answered this because I said, um, I wanted to ask, you know, do they eventually die and need replacing? But you've already talked about how quickly they... They need. can repopulate. So you shouldn't have to... Um, I mean, you know, when you're first starting out, it does happen. You get mm-hmm. your learning and sometimes you do have to replace your worm population. But I mean, there's not been many um, studies on this, but they've found that they can live up to 10 years. Oh, wow. Two two to 10 years is yeah. um, the bracket. Quite a broad range. Quite a broad range. <laughs> um, but yeah, the idea is if healthy, they can just keep keep reproducing obviously you can share them with your neighbors um and that we can grow you know they, yeah. because they can do this we can really sort this waste management out and mm. waste waste um management problems out yeah by just sharing our worms <laughs> because you said right at the start, didn't you? you know food waste is actually a massive issue in terms yeah. of climate change and absolutely like absolutely. we don't well, have food waste collection no our council here so if you haven't yeah. and if you're living in a as you say living in a flat it's a yeah this is solution. something we can do um i mean for methane um emits uh not so, sorry food waste emits um methane which is mm. 31 times stronger than carbon yeah. dioxide and nitrous oxide is 310 times stronger so they're both emitted from food waste so we would really be addressing what we're doing with our with our food waste yeah and something that we can do relatively easily at exactly home. at home yeah. and it's great it's uh, it's you know, the low maintenance pets it's good <laughs> for kids to learn the cycle of life um does anybody do see-through ones you know like you get like gerbilarium so you can watch them well, tunnel. yeah well they're like one? torture chambers I've seen oh because well, of the light tor- yeah, the, oh. it's, um, those thin plastic things you get, like education ones, that is just, it's a torture chamber oh, for oh, no, we a won't. worm. Yeah. So no, I mean, I do, um, uh, I have, I've had windows, educational windows mm. made. I don't have them on my website. I, don't, I only have, I think we've only got about 20, um, 20 left, but it's um, to, to go on the front of my wheelie bins. You can lift up the, the window and have a peek yeah. and then obviously put them put it back but then you can see the level of levels of decomposition but no worms don't like light so yeah make ones. a little pair of curtains to go across. yes to go across <laughs> yeah they don't um they don't like that they won't be happy oh okay no we won't do that no now i asked um on my facebook page you know i said i was going to be chatting to you and what questions uh-huh. you have and i was quite surprised uh, several well i say several two or three people said they'd had issues with escapee worms yes I so if worms aren't thing. happy yeah. They will leave. Right. Um, and also sometimes if they've been um, transported, so for example, if worms have been um, cultured and grown in uh, cattle manure and mm-hmm. then they're being sent to live in a, in a new home that just has food waste, mm-hmm. it will take a, um, a while for them to adjust. Right. So sometimes you do get your stragglers and just like, no, get back in. just get. And you literally just have to sort of 
gently um, pop them back in. Yeah, and gently, gently pop them back in. And when they're um, when worms are born into when the cocoons because they they lay cocoons when they're um, born into that environment they adapt very quickly. Right. So it can take a while for your wormery if they've been if they haven't if you're using um, food waste but they've been grown in something else it can take um, the next cycle for them to to really get at home be at home and how long would the cycle last so um a worm is becomes mature after 60 days that's when right. it, that's when it's um, sexually mature okay so after 60 days you should be all right so for but, a good um, two or three months you might be yes hoofing them back <laughs> yes yes back back you go and so it's just like with um with with dog waste because worms can obviously deal with dog waste as well and they um clean the pathogens yeah have nematodes in their gut um, but if you have, again, if you you've got worms that have just been um, used to food waste, and then you're putting them in the dog right. waste, it can be a bit of a shock. But when the cocoons are born in that environment, they can obviously adapt. Very, yeah, very quickly. I um, totally want to ask you about the dog poo thing, but just yeah. um, while I'm thinking of it, so are most commercially farmed worms yeah. sort of grown on on cow manure? Then is that how it's done? Yeah, there's well, it um, some people grow um different ways. So there's horse manure, um, cow, cow manure is um probably the, the the fastest, the easiest one to culture worms because worms right. have, because the cows have broken down the waste through their four stomachs. Yeah, that it's very easy for for the worms to digest. Okay, and if you were going to use horse manure, does it have to be quite well rotted, or can it be fresh? Um, you can use fresh manure, but if you're doing on a large scale, obviously it can heat up. Um, mm-hmm. so it's best if you're doing on a on a larger scale to use uh, rotted manure okay. so it doesn't overheat. Yeah, but 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 the fresher it is, obviously there's more microorganisms living in the waste. So it's good for um it's good if you want to breed worms to use um fresh manure. But you just okay. you just but you put it in small quantities. Yeah, not not a massive pile. So could adding if you if you had worms that kept trying to escape, could adding a little bit of horse manure or something? Yes, they love it. Oh, okay. If you can, if you've got stables near you, mm. um, it's a, it's a great way to to keep them happy. Okay, perfect. Right, dog poo. This is totally okay. selfish, but I really want to yeah. know because yeah. um, we've got a dog, and yeah. everybody who's got a dog knows the issues with the dog poo yeah. and feeling yeah. guilty about putting it in the poo bins and all yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. So, can you have a dog poo worm farm? Yes. Yes, you can. So, um, I mean, as somebody bought a DIY kit off me a couple of weeks ago, j- just for dog poo, mm-hmm. um, you just need to make sure, because obviously it can dry out, can't it, dog poo? So you need to make sure that you're keeping it moist, maybe spraying spraying inside the bin. But the thing is, you can't, the, um, the plastic bags, the biodegradable bags, you need to open, you basically need to, to pour the poo in rather than tying them in the bag, because it takes a while for, for them to break down. Um, so I mean, I've you, got these biodegradable bags that have been some of my worm farms for years and years and years. They don't seem to be going anywhere. Because I've got some, a couple of companies are now doing home compostable yeah. and biodegradable bags. Would they yeah. break down, do you think? Yeah, yes. I think they'll break a lot down um, better than the ones I've come across in the past. So you um, can, could you just chuck, if you didn't tie a knot in it, you could just chuck just, yeah, and just home chuck compostable it in. bag yes. in? Okay. Yes, and the worms will find their way. And as long as it's not tied, yeah. Um, so obviously it's going to take them a while to get in there. Um, that's absolutely, absolutely fine. But we just say, just advise not to use um, the worm manure on edibles, yeah. just in case there's some trace pathogens. But the, but it's absolutely fine for putting around trees and and flowers. Okay. Yeah, and borders. And uh, presumably it's a bit stinky, is it? Well, no, it shouldn't. Well, it, because worm manure doesn't smell. But I mean, like the so, the, the actual bin itself, because you put it smell must smell of dog poo. Well, it depends. Well, you because um, worms are breaking it down. You're right. advised to start off with quite a large quantity of worms. Oh, okay. Um, but it it sh- it, sh- it shouldn't smell horrendous. Okay. And I'm thinking like a hundred and twenty liter bin might be a bit big for my little dogs. Right. Yeah. What sort of size one would you need if you would just if you just had a like. A smallish dog. A small, so totally, well, totally selfish. Yeah, no. It's. I mean, I would say to to actually use um, a bigger one for your okay. for your dog waste, so you don't have to really deal with it for a long time. Yeah, so you yeah, want yeah. to make sure it's all processed. You can mm. just stick it in, and then after a year, then you can harvest. It. Otherwise, if it's a small small yeah. one, you're going to have to be 
managing it. I know it's being processed. You know, there's going to be some of it that hasn't been eaten by yeah. the worm, and that's not going to be a nice job. So no. I'd say to to get a bigger um, to get a, a bigger one. So like a 120 litre bin would, yes. would work. Yes. And you said yeah. more worms to start with would still yes. with a kilo or more than that? Well, it's about how much, how, what, what kind of dog do you have? Is it small? I've got a border terrier, so she's not massive. Right. So yeah, so I'd just um, start off with 500 grams. Okay. Yeah. And then add a bit of that and start off with horse manure or some other like bedding to get going. Yeah. Um, and you can stick a bit of, you can stick some food waste in there as well to give oh, okay. another source yeah. um, of food. And can you still, do you still need to put in the corrugated cardboard and the sort of other matter as well? Or Yeah, I mean, you can, I mean, it's, they, it gives, um, they enjoy it. It's somewhere nice for them to hang out. So yeah. putting some damp corrugated cardboard is going to be a winner. Okay. And I read somewhere, I, I don't know if this is true or not, that if you've got a dog poo bin, you should just put dog poo in. Otherwise, they'll preferentially choose to eat the other stuff. Which Well, they will eat it because um, <laughs> they, they're, they're hungry. They'll, okay. they, they, they will eventually eat everything. And they'll oh, okay. get used to it as well. They'll, they'll stop to adapt to that food source. Yeah. And presumably don't put in a poo if you've just wormed your dog because it would kill the worms or not? Well, this this, this is a um, a tricky um, area, really, because I've never had um, a problem with the horse manure that we use at Moo Haven, which is a mm-hmm. horse rescue. We've, we've partnered with them, and um, we've never had a problem. And some of them, some of the horses have been wormed. Yeah, r- rescued horses. So, yeah, oh, okay. it's, um, and obviously, if it's been composted as well, if it's had lots of heat and it's all yeah. the pigeons and everything's been evaporated, um, should be okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Nothing to worry about too much. Yeah. Now, on this, on a similar subject, somebody on Facebook asked about um, cat poo and wooden cat litter. So, it wooden cat. So, as long as obviously it's biodegradable, so it'll it'll eventually break down. Yeah. But it's um, it'll get quite dry, so you need to make sure that it's moist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, just ensure that um, it's it remains moist and the worms will eat the eat the cat poo as well. Okay, great. And the the wooden cat litter could would that act as your sort of alternative substrate as your sort of hard yeah technique? yes yeah and it's a source of um, carbon as well. Cool. Oh, this is all very exciting. Isn't um, it? Now the other sort of common question that came up was what about when you go on holiday? Yes. Can you just so you can them? you can leave? I mean, you can just add some um, a bit of extra food for them, but you can leave them for a month and oh, wow. they'll be absolutely fine. Okay. Um, yeah, they're pretty um, self-sufficient. But you just you leave a bit of extra waste for them Yeah, and, and they'll be fine. And they also can eat their own manure as well, so they'll just process it. More. Right, again. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't need to worry about going on holiday. Well, that's very exciting. And how often do you need to be draining off the, the worm tea or the wee? I mean, ideally, the best thing, if you have a tap, um, if you're using um, a tap on your worm farm, I, it's best to keep it open. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes people can forget about it and then the worms end up drowning. Oh, but okay. It's good to check. Um, just uh, It's good to check on a weekly basis. So you leave it open with something underneath it, presumably, do you? Yes. Okay. Even, yes. In, even in your house, you do that? Even, well, in my, um, I've got, I've got well, my ones at um, New Haven, uh, I, keep, I keep them open, mm-hmm. but um, there's only one that I keep open, but I'm pretty, um, uh, I'm pretty good at checking it. I've become well-versed in and checking my wormeries. You'd be totally embarrassed if you now killed your worms, wouldn't you? Yes, I would. I wouldn't tell, <laughs> and I wouldn't be telling anyone about it either. <laughs> Very quiet about that. <laughs> yes. Um, we might have already covered this, but what are the most common mistakes that people make? Um, as they're overfeeding. See, mm-hmm. worms can um, eat up to their body weight a day, right? And they reduce the vol. They can reduce the volume up to ninety percent, but that doesn't mean that if you put a big, you know, a few kilos, that the the worms are going to to deal with it um straight away yeah so i think o- overfeeding um is a, is a main issue and making sure that the, the food's cut up quite small okay yeah um and what else i reckon oh i think overfeeding is probably um the main the main thing so if you have a kilo of worms mm-hmm. as a rough guide how much food waste could you feed them a day would it be a day grams or See, I, I, it's safe to go with 250 grams okay. just to be safe. Yeah. I mean, they can break that down. So um, say, for example, cow, cow manure, it's very easy for them to 
to digest, mm-hmm. but obviously we need to wait for the food to to break down. Yeah. So 250 grams is a good okay. Is a good start. Yeah, I've never weighed my my daily food waste, but that sounds like a yeah. You know, that's a dealable um, um you know a mat, mat, that much. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Um, and just think random question: banana skins. You need to top them up, would you? banana skins I mean I leave my big banana skins in because they like to um lie in the groove oh. <laughs> um, f- um find them mating so with the banana skins that's the exception because I think they, they like different textures and yeah you can, put, you can put cotton in there as well so if you've got any cotton clothes oh, okay. um yeah obviously it's it's natural yeah um it was grown so it'll decompose so chop it up into bits and put into little in small well. bits, and you can put that in as well. But banana skins and avocado skins sounds like you can. They can go in. The, the, yeah, they can go in. Have a little as party. They are. Brilliant. Yeah. Just creating nice little places to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your worms are the most pampered worms. In <laughs> yes, they are. They are. Um, so have you got a couple of top tips for beginners? Top tips: um, start small. Mm-hmm. So get to know your worm. Um, when because it is you know it's animal husbandry at the end of the day yeah. it's very you know it's, it's simple um it doesn't take a lot of work but start small and get yeah. to know your worm before you go large so I remember um, <laughs> there was um uh 20 years ago there was a big worm farming boom and everyone was saying oh this is great you know get get rich quick scheme right um and a lot of people invested in these big flow-through systems automated and obviously worms are very expensive. They're twenty-eight pounds a kilo. Uh-huh. Um, and you need a lot of worms when people are doing it on industrial on an on yeah. industrial scale. And then you obviously lose your workers because you've gone in gun ho. Right. But, um start small. Start small and then your population will 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 grow over yeah. time. Fab. So yes, top tip. And you do all kinds of like workshops and talks and this yes. is your your business and your life isn't yes, it yes yes it is it's my life it's become my life I've managed to create a worm a worm life for myself it's um <laughs> yeah it's wonderful and what sort of places do you go and do talks um well next week the 11th of June I'll be in London in Shoreditch at a clipper tea event guest right. speaking um it's wow. called um activists so it's about sustainability and what we can do. Sustainability and tea, two of my favourites. tea. Yeah. Well, yes, and I didn't, didn't realise that Clipper Tea, actually, they, they grow the, um, the, the tea in, in worm manure. Yeah. So that was uh, nice to learn to learn that. So that's um, my the next gig coming up. But I do workshops with schools, community gardens. as in um, London again last week, um, Greenwich Peninsula. So yeah, the worms are getting around. The wow, worm, the worm word is out. <laughs> and just are there schools that have them to deal with their food waste from school meals? Yes, yes. Cool? Well, there's um, uh, there's one school um that's, that's dealing with all of their waste. But it's an alternative provision called Rise, mm-hmm. um, and they're composting all of their waste on site using uh, worm bins. Oh wow. So how many worm bins have they got? Would you need so they they've got um, it's only a small there's only fifteen students it's an alternative provision but they've got two two hundred and forty liter worm yeah so and then they've got smaller ones as well but um, that's that that's managing their waste fine oh that's a a brilliant project for a school I think yes exactly well it's science yeah geography it's history. Um, like um, uh, Cleopatra was the first woman to do, or the first person to declare the earthworm sacred. Oh, really? And if anyone killed or exported an, an earthworm, it was a crime punishable by death. Oh wow! And now the Nile Valley is the most fertile tract of land in the world. Wow! So she knew, she yeah, knew what yeah, she yeah. was doing. Yeah. Um, I don't know why this has just occurred to me, but if you have, if your worms reproduce and you suddenly find you've got too many worms, presumably yeah. you shouldn't just release them into the wild. They need no. No, they, um, I mean, if you, um, I mean, if you can put them in your garden, if you're adding a lot of um, manure, mm-hmm. adding a lot, a lot of organic material, but they won't just um, thrive in, yeah. in your garden. So no, if you have too many, give them to your, to your b- beloved friends and yes. families. Yes. Say presents for us. Yes. A great <laughs> present. 
I mean, what's that? It's the, the gift of life, isn't it? How could yeah, and it's the gift that keeps gift. on giving. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then oh. worms are also very high in protein, 70% protein. Um, I think they eat, they eat them in China. They're a oh, do they? Yeah, Have and it's good for, um, no, I haven't yet. But I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but um, if it comes to it, um, <laughs> I would do that. Well, in the, um, in the, uh, the war, soldiers were told to, pick up a worm if they saw it on on the floor really? put it in their pocket for emergencies oh my goodness yeah <laughs> so they may be we may be um living off worms not too distant future who knows yeah, as a protein source. it's good to know it's good to know anyway isn't it <laughs> for emergencies yeah exactly <laughs> survival skills oh so where can we come and find you online if we want to have a look um at so uh the urbanworm.co.uk mm-hmm and instagram is at wormologist yeah um i'm not i've got a twitter account but i never use it i just i don't really get on with twitter yeah um and the um facebook is the urban worm uk brilliant fabulous oh. so there's lots of information on the website there's downloads and um, so people can use it for school it's amazing it's got some brilliant um downloads hasn't it some faqs yes and, like basically shows you how to make your own worm farm and then you've got yes as well haven't you so yes yeah no it's everything's brilliant. there to help people get started fabulous thank you so much i hope thank that's you Jen. um people's questions and yes i'm certainly feeling quite infused about getting a, a dog poo worm bin on the go <laughs> i'm not sure my husband will be but i'm quite brilliant excited. thank you <laughs> fabulous thank you so much for chatting to us and uh, we'll catch up again very soon brilliant thank you Jen. You've been listening to Sustainable-ish, you wonderful sack of loveliness, with me, Jen Gale. Hopefully we've fired some neurons and we've got the old grey matter thinking about what changes you can make in your life this week to live that little bit more sustainably. Do let me know what that is. I love to hear about the changes that people are making, big or small, every single one counts. If you've enjoyed the show, and I hope you have, do hop over to iTunes to leave a comment or a review and then the bots at iTunes will cotton on to just how awesome it is and it will show up in more people's feeds. Or at least I think that's how it works. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you next time. Bye.